Hey everyone, welcome to an unguarded heart-to-heart podcast. You're here with Nico and I'm really excited about today's conversation and today's guest. And today I have the amazing Andrea Smith because I knew you as Tabs. (laughs) (laughs) You did. (laughs) I did, which in the crazy part for everybody listening is we went to high school together Yes. And we just figured out that that was 17 years ago. <laughs> we're, we're getting old. We're getting old. Yeah, we're maturing. We're maturing. Exactly. But I, it's so nice to see you. Like, Yeah, honestly, I know. <laughs> it's really nostalgic and amazing. And I'm just really, really excited to have you on here today. So welcome. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. And uh, the the reason I have you on is is so many reasons. One, um, I think you are doing such an amazing job in your own life, uh, living like a truth and living from your authentic self and your own voice and how we kind of came to be in this time because it's been mm. 17 years. Obviously, we're friends on Facebook, but I saw that you wrote an amazing book called For the Quiet Black Girl, Trying to Find Her Voice in a Predominantly White Space. Yes. And I have it, and I've read it, and I love it, and I I just felt the need to connect with you because I think it's so amazing that you're you're doing this, and also I just think it's amazing to talk about your experiences and my experiences and just – how they tie together and uh, yeah. and the topic of race in general mm-hmm. uh, is something that is just it's so crazy right now and something that I think you and I can together talk about in this loving, amazing space. Exactly, exactly. I just it was necessary for me to write it. It was therapeutic for me to write it. I bet. Um, just kind of looking at my own children and how I wanted them to be able to express themselves and make sure that they were living their truth. I knew that I had to almost encounter what I experienced so that I can continue or begin to live my own truth. That was the important piece of it. My kids, my kids kind of forced me to reflect and go back and start thinking about, okay, how can I really live my best life? And I had to go back and look at experiences that I had that may not have been the best. Right. Um, but going backwards and, and looking at it and reflecting on it, I was able to grow, which is a yeah, good thing. Yeah, and I think that that's uh, so beautiful because um, it's so important as parent. I'm not a parent yet, and I look forward to that experience one day. Yeah. But I think as a parent, it's so important to lead by example mm-hmm. and to really show your children that your voice is valid, your voice is heard, um, and showing them that unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And not that, in my experience, not that my parents and my parents' generation didn't do that. It's just the times have changed where you can just speak a lot more freely. You can really show up as yourself in ways that I don't even think our parents were able to. Mm, And there was only certain capacities. And we are able to like create this generation of children that have a whole new sense of identity, have a whole new sense of love and acceptance that perhaps not that, that it wasn't given to us, but that there really wasn't an opportunity. Right. And I think there's a lot of fear in it before too. Right. Um, Just like, you know, the fear of being criticized and ridiculed if you did speak up or show who you truly were in all situations, there was definitely a sense of, Oh my gosh, am I going to be judged? Right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so, 
So when did you write this? Like, tell me a little bit more about this because I mean, I saw it, I've read it, I've loved it, but you know, when did you start writing this? I actually, um, I'm a teacher. So I, at okay. the school that I was working at, they had a, a diversity event, I want to say maybe two years ago. And I was asked to speak uh, and share an experience where I felt that I kind of was struggling or couldn't find myself. And I was speaking to middle school and high school students. Okay. And the topic that I spoke about was sounding white or being accused of sounding white and um, kind of how I tackled that or didn't tackle it because I at the time, generally didn't speak up and share what I was actually thinking. But after sharing that experience with the middle school and high school students, I began really reflecting on my elementary school year, my middle school year, my high school years and saying, okay, I maybe I can, you know, tap into that a little bit more and start really teasing out some more experiences that I had. Yeah. And from there, I said, okay, I'm going to take a summer because you know teachers have the summer right <laughs> so I did I took I took about three months and was just writing every single day writing about you know different little moments in my life where I, I felt um, that I couldn't use my voice or I was feeling criticized or I, I didn't feel quite like my authentic self right and I just kind of poured it all poured it all out yeah 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 and I mean there's so many different stories in here that you um, that you talk about and it's interesting because while I'm obviously I'm not I'm not black I'm Hispanic right um, we have similar stories in that my culture kind of judged me for the fact that I didn't speak Spanish. Right. And it was really difficult because, you know, you and I went to a predominantly white school, mm -hmm. uh, a pretty wealthy school. I mean, the tuition right. was very expensive. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of, if for me, my experience of high school, I lived a double life, to be honest, mm -hmm. Andrea, because... Mm -hmm. I, my parents were divorced. My dad made money and my dad, my parents wanted us to have the best education. Obviously, you know, my dad being from Cuba and right. my mom coming from a poor background, they wanted the best for their children. And so they put us in private school. And so I, you know, I go to Ursuline and I show up and everybody tends to come from a lot of money. And then mm -hmm. I go home to my two bedroom apartment where my mom is working and I'm by myself when she's not at work. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like this double life and it's, and so that's one struggle, right. Of kind of coming to terms with that. And exactly. And how do you maneuver that mm -hmm. to then also being Hispanic you know, being Cuban and my family just not passing along the language to me. Mm. And, uh, you know, what do you mean you don't speak Spanish? Like, exactly. What do you, what yeah. do you mean you're not, you know, like right. fluent? It's mm -hmm. just like, it's looked at as so, I mean, you're looked at, or at least I felt so judged and I had no idea where I fit in. Mm. And because we're automatically given this label, right? right. As, as we're born into the world and this is our label. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and I mean, just touching on that too, I, I, similar experience. So, I mean, I'm taking the bus home or my dad is picking me up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting into that expensive car that, yeah. you know, everybody else is getting into. So you're right. It, it is that double life. And um, I honestly, I think a part of what kind of saved me was because I played basketball. That mm -hmm. was like my, my outlet and my escape and kind of where I was able to find, um, 
a, a group of people that kind of could relate a little bit, but right. there was still, you're, you're right, that double life and trying to see where I fit in or um, trying so hard to fit in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I lied about, a, and you know, I lied about a lot of things like white mm. lies to fit in. Right. I also found myself um, in my adult life, this struggle kind of continued because I got my first job out of my grad school years and making mm. a lot of money. And I spent it because I think I always felt like I had to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Got it. And like, oh yeah, I've got, because of it was just a very confusing place to be. And while this is our experience, I mean, I'm sure people have experiences in general of kind of right. living this double life and mm -hmm. uh, living a life that's not, you don't even really know where you belong. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I think, I think all, but when the idea of ethnicity comes into play, mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're not just juggling with the socioeconomic status of, of right. things. We're, we're juggling with, you know, your race, yeah, um, that you know, and that's that's double fold, just like a a really hard place to be in because you're yeah. you're trying to kind of maneuver these two these two different these two different lives. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And I know you mentioned in the book, you know, like someone even asked you, uh, do you do you want to be white? Like, is right. that the life you want to live? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And continue. Like, I want to know about that experience just because. I think it's really important to just talk about that and mm -hmm. um, to kind of just shed light on that based on, I think it's your background, like the way your parents kind of brought you up, you ended up being in these schools. Right, exactly. But what's so interesting about that though, that happened when I was in public school. So K through five, I went to public school. Right. And um, that question was asked of me when I was in elementary school, just, you know, walking down the hallway. And it was because the majority of, well, not the majority, but I did, I had white friends in elementary school. Right. And this particular girl had a, a problem with that, did not see why I had, you know, friends that were white. Right. Um, and so that's when that question was asked. Um, but then I, I was asked that a lot or heard people speaking about the way that I spoke throughout my entire life. Um, so, you know, being in a predominantly white space, you know, standard English is spoken. Right. <laughs> and that's, that's what I, that's my parents, you know, spoke, right. that's, you know, my neighborhood, my friends and, and everything like that. So of course, that's how I'm going to, to speak. And that was questioned because it wasn't seen as black enough. Right. Uh, and you're, and it's, and they look at you automatically, they see your mm -hmm. skin color exactly. and there's an automatic assumption that you should be living a specific lifestyle. Exactly. Based exactly. on that. And it's, and it's, and it's so interesting. I mean, the same thing for me, I mean, I should probably be living a more Hispanic lifestyle <laughs> perhaps. And that's, you know, that's what's automatically assumed, which I think it's so important that we're talking about this because listen, I mean, the black community has literally gone through so much mm -hmm. and I understand and I respect it and I get it. I, mm -hmm. I do. I mean, and I think right. everybody should. I, mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is that everybody should understand their struggle. Exactly. Um, and, but from that continue to just experience people for people like that mm. to me is the biggest thing. It's like, I don't, I don't see color. I, I don't see sexual orientation for me. Mm. I don't see any of that. Mm -hmm. I see you as a person coming to me as a person and us having an experience together. Right. And right. what was that experience like? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But it's a tricky thing just because 
our color and how we are raised plays so much. It's unfortunate, right. but it plays so much into, uh, into how we navigate in this world. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard. It definitely is. A, it's a hard area to be in, but I, I love your approach of just wanting to listen to people. I mean, and that's the most important thing. Cause I mean, I have a lot of, a lot of folks who, who ask me, okay, Andre, now what, what do I do? What, what do I do from here? Like people that are not black, right. what do I do? And my thing is just listen without judgment. Yeah. Just like, and you know, just really be open to understanding or empathizing with my story. And it's going to be completely different from yours. But just the fact that, you know, you can be open to listen to what I have to say. That's the most important piece. And you like hit that too. I have a lot of uh, coworkers that are black as well. And one of them I'm very close with. And Mm -hmm. her and I had a really, really great conversation. And she had mentioned that to me too. She's like, what I love the most about you Mm -hmm. is just that I'm being heard by you. Like it has nothing to do with anything else. You're not pointing fingers. You're not Mm -hmm. trying to change what my experience is because your experience is your experience regardless. Like, Mm -hmm. and, and people, I think do such a difficult, I mean, they do, they're not good at, they struggle with really just listening Mm -hmm. and empathizing, like you said, and Mm -hmm. just understanding that somebody's experience was, was that, and that's all, that's, that's what it is. And they just want to be heard. Right. Exactly. And I think a lot of people are also, um, they get uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when, when you're listening to someone's experience and if they encountered someone who was white and the person that you're speaking with happens to be white, they begin to feel like it was them or there's like a guilt, um, within them. And it's not the case. Like, right. I, I just want to just have a simple conversation and there shouldn't be, and I know it is extremely difficult, but there shouldn't be, um, this fear of getting into this uncomfortable space, because if once we get into the un- uncomfortable space, that's the only way that we're going to be able to, you know, have authentic conversations. You have to get a little uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, okay. So I, I am obsessed with Oprah <laughs> and I followed her for a long time and she's even on my vision board. I'd love to be on her show, you know, dream big, Nicole, right, but, exactly. but one of her, um, with this whole election last year, obviously mm-hmm. it's insane. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the one of the most beautiful things that she had done, and I get her magazine, and one of my friends had given me the magazine, and she took the opportunity to get women of all colors, of all backgrounds, and also of all political affiliations together mm. in New York City. And they just sat and they spoke, and they all talked about their perspectives and their feelings and where they're coming from. And it was such a beautiful article because of the fact that we might not agree. We we all come from different journeys. We all come from different experiences. But it's the fact of having these conversations and respectfully listening and being heard by like, oh, you know, that was your experience. Like, I can't exactly. take that away from you. That is where the change is going to happen in this country, I truly believe. And that's why I felt so honored that you and I could just have a conversation about it and just spread it to the world because this is what needs to happen. Nobody wants to do that. Like you said, they're just, it's too uncomfortable for them. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, once we get into that space where 
I have to actually go back and read that article because I think that's a beautiful thing that Oprah did. Yes. But we need to have more situations like that um, where you know people of all different backgrounds are, are pulled together. And if it has to be forced, it has to be forced. But right. I, I think that it, it's so necessary in order for us to you know to make moves in a positive direction. Yeah, and I think I think people forget that uh, I think Bill Nye, the science guy, had a quote <laughs> that was just like you. And I'm not going to say it correctly, but it's pretty much like. Every person you meet will teach you something new. Mm, that's powerful. It's, it's yeah. extremely – every person you meet will teach you something new, and and it's so true. Like if mm-hmm. you sit there and listen with uh, an open heart and just are there to really connect, you mm-hmm. will learn something new. And two, I really believe that we will see and actually realize that we are not – very different. Mm, mm-hmm. We all want a lot of the similar, like same things. It's yeah. just, you know, we've allowed a lot of the the negativity and the hoopla and the, mm-hmm. you know, the racism and all this judgment and everything to get in our way of who our core being is, which is exactly. love and light. <laughs> exactly. And that is so true. Yeah. I mean, and that really stands in the way of, of a lot of honest conversation because I've tried to have conversations with individuals who, I mean, have already had um, these preconceived notions of who I am. And so it was difficult for them to to really listen to my my perspective and point of view because they already have, you know, shut me out from the mm-hmm. very beginning. Um, but like you said, if you come in with an open mind and an open heart, the conversations can definitely happen and, and you can really learn about the people that you're around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a lot of movements. I mean, I see them a lot on Facebook. Um, I know a couple of people who have really tried to. I, he happens to be like an in-laws of a family member of mine, and he's spreading this. He had done like an ice cream challenge where he was like, find somebody who doesn't have the same political affiliation with you and go to ice cream with them. And he was actually going to pay for them. His name is Brad Meltzer. He's a big writer. And he is, he's using his platform to kind of just get you to, to connect on a personal level. Don't even at this point, don't even talk about politics. Don't even Mm. talk about things that are not in the same realm of where you stand, but just get to know people as people and see how connected you really can be. That's so great. I love that idea. I know. We're going to, let's tell people to do it. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Just just find someone to go to ice cream with. That's so great. I mean, ice cream just makes you happy. So yeah. It's like brings out the little kid in you, <laughs> exactly. you know? So, good. so, yeah. So how, how is this, uh, how has this shaped your life or changed your life now that it's kind of out and it's been out there for, you know, some time? Yeah. Now? A couple of months. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, it's made me such a better person. It really has. And it's it's forced me to really live my truth every single day and not because what happened was growing up, I was a quiet person, um, but that kind of changed to more of passive behavior. So mm-hmm. things that were, you know, were just happening to me and I wasn't saying anything. So right. people would you know comment on how I was speaking or how I was dressing or how I looked. And I just would kind of nod my head and smile and not say anything. Um, but writing this has forced me to get out of that that comfortable spot that I was once in. And if there's something happening that I am not cool with, I will definitely speak up. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I think that comes with 
finding your like I think doing something like this absolutely because obviously I've I've written blogs and I'm doing all my unguarded heart work mm-hmm. um doing this is huge I think age is also I think as yeah. we're getting older we realize it's so important to just be yourself and mm-hmm. Those that really want to know you and be around you, they're going to appreciate that. They're going to accept that. And you start kind exactly. of cutting the fat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, and that, that had to happen in my life too, you know, and, and it's okay not to have, you know, hundreds of friends when you have that core that truly understands who you are and that you're trying to better yourself. That's all you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so have you, I'm curious, your children, how old are your children? Yeah, so Derek is six okay. and Charlie is three. Okay, they're adorable. Going, I see they're going on twenty-two. The <laughs> they're so cute, though. I love their picture. <laughs> Thank you. No, they're great. Um, I mean, and they are very outspoken, <laughs> which is a beautiful thing. I mean, especially I'm just thinking about my daughter. Um, she has a voice, and she will let me know if she doesn't like something. She does like something, um, which I got. You know, she's three years old, and it's almost like that's the age that they do that. But I. I'm hoping and expecting that to be, you know, carried on with her as, yeah. you know, a little girl. And I don't want her to shy away from what she really wants out of life. So, yeah. yeah. And my son too. My son too. Right. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just curious. I mean, again, I'm not a parent. Maneuvering children in this time. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about I mean, I, I see it. I mean, I see how the racism is still kind of existing. Yeah. Yeah. Very and, much so, you yeah. know, obviously there's a lot of the you know, obviously I'm here in Florida, the Parkland shooting and just Mm -hmm. maneuvering all this. I'm just curious, like, how do you, how do you maneuver that? How, I I mean, we don't have a right answer for it, but I'm just curious from your perspective and the fact that you've written this and, Mm -hmm. you know, you're really trying to instill that in your children and really just trying to be that example, you know, how, how are you maneuvering through it? Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it's a day by day kind of a thing. But I think the most important thing my husband and I want to make sure that our kids see and are constantly doing and just feeling comfortable with who they are. Um, And I mean, and that's just it. Because when they are okay with who they are, no matter what anybody says to them, even though it might affect them a little bit, they'll be able to express that it's something that they don't like. And then they'll be able to move forward you know, after that, but it's just instilling that, that confidence and ability to express themselves. And what's so interesting, my my son is a sensitive kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, in this, in this society, a little boy who is sensitive is not always seen as, you know, what he should be. He should be tough. He should be, you know, strong. And um, it's just, it's, it's so tricky, but I'm, I just constantly tell him, express yourself and it, it's okay to have feelings in this situation, yes. but it's kind of like how you manage and regulate, um, those things is, is what's going to really help you. But yeah, it's, it's hard. It definitely is hard. It's a day by day thing, but just being comfortable with who they are is, is what I'm trying to make sure that they, that they know. You make such a beautiful point, And I'm so glad you bring this up because even mm-hmm. as women, mm-hmm. And as uh, you're a mother, I will be a mother. Um, As mothers in general, right? Like uh, you brought up such a beautiful point that I just want to touch upon because little boys are so special. Yeah. And I did read an article that that they are more sensitive than uh, little girls 
Mm. in this developmental stage. Mm -hmm. And I think it's beautiful that you point out that it's okay to have feelings, that it's okay to, to, to not be like the tough macho guy. And, you know, you maneuver your emotions and you, and you find ways to cope, but that they're all valid and that they're all okay. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, like I applaud you because it's so, I think considering the shootings and the things that are going on, you know, again, there's, I don't know the research around it, but I do believe if we give the children a space mm-hmm. to be who they are, to be accepted, mm-hmm. to be loved, to know that they're, that they're, everything's allowed and they're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hoping that some of this stuff will also not be present. Yeah. Yeah. Been. I mean, it, it's so true. I, mean, I just feel like so many kids are almost being taught to suppress Um, a lot of the things that they're feeling. And so when that happens for such a long period of time, they're, you know, you're creating monsters. (laughs) You're creating, you know, people who who don't know how to um, really operate in society. So it's important that, you know, we are making sure that our our little boys and our little girls are given the opportunity to really express themselves. Now, I mean, that, you know, there, there's also people that, you know, are taught to be racist. So that's, right. a, you know, that's a tricky thing. But yeah, de- definitely giving, you know, children the opportunity to to have those emotions. And it's okay, like you said, and, and to validate them. Yeah, I, I definitely do think that's a great step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I am so hope I, I am hopeful. And mm-hmm. I, I am hopeful that we can continue to be the change. Mm-hmm. By having conversations like this, um, yeah. by writing books like yeah. this, by yeah. continuing to be open and honest, and coming from a loving a loving place, I mean, it just I I struggle with it as well because mm-hmm. I know that I, I mean I I think sometimes I get my own judgment obviously from my culture in right. moments, and I don't get it, you know. Yeah. But in general, like I just. I just really feel if we can get back to basics, if we can continue to just have these conversations and to continue to just get out there and empathize. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just, I'm like, it's such a, it's such a big part of like my mission and it's so dear to my heart for whatever reason, but it like burns deep inside me to just like no, love absolutely. everybody. What are you doing? Exactly. Like, I'm, I don't I'm, get I'm it. The same way. I am the same way. But you're right. It's like the more conversations that are had, and I think also the more that people who look like us are seen in this light. Yeah. Then I mean I think that's where the magic is going to happen because you know we have to be able to be represented. Like yeah. you can't only see things in in one perspective or looking one particular way. Right. They have to see us. They have to see us doing the work. Yeah. Um, and and living the, the life that. like yeah. you, you practice what you I mean I'm a firm believer and you practice what you preach. Exactly. So what your brand, what your message is, is how you live your life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I've always been one to have friends of different cultures, backgrounds, lives. Like I just, I believe in, in diversity and it makes the, it makes the world so much richer because you aren't stuck in this one mindset. You get so much Exactly. Like perspective. Yeah. Just so much perspective and just so, I mean, that's what I love so much about traveling too, Mm. is getting to see how other people live and what their experiences are like and how 
they've made the best out of their situation. Exactly. No, yeah. I'm in total agreement with you. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So I, how can people get your book? Oh, well, now it's on Amazon, so which hey, is great. <laughs> that's exciting. So yeah, so if you look up for the quiet black girl, it'll pop right up. Um, but it's also on my site. So I have a, a brand or movement, like, you know, similar to your movement yeah. um, called Spit Honey. So on www.spithoney.com, I'm selling it as well. And um, Spit Honey is really, it's just a positive lifestyle brand. I want people to be kind to one another, be kind to themselves and just um, really spread that positivity, you know, in everything that they do. Yeah. And I mean, the message here is to, I mean, I think the message with just, you know, your book, with our conversation is really just, well, one is, is find your voice, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't live behind a mask. It's just, exactly. it's not, it's not, it's not worth it. It doesn't right. make you feel good. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I always say if I, you know, God forbid, but if I died tomorrow, to Mm. be honest, I feel like I've done, I've done done my life. Like I've I've done Mm -hmm. my thing. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really trying to just be a good person, make a difference, spread love and kindness to other people. Exactly. And, um, I think that's also the biggest message is that, you know, and even, even in your own race, Mm. you know, spreading love and kindness, because it sounds like we both have had some, you know, judgment there because we might not, we might not have experienced the same things as other people Mm -hmm. in our culture. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But I do, I think it's just, it's important just when you find your voice, then you're really to really able to just live your life the way that you're supposed to. And you said it before, um, you're only hurting yourself. Like, you know, like you're, you're not, you don't feel good when you're not speaking up and you're not speaking your truth. So um, you just have to make sure that you are living your best life. And the only way that you can do that is if, if you really speak your truth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just like, I think just like all the other movements and all the other people that are, are putting it out there, go in and find somebody that's just not like you. Right. And, have a genuine conversation mm-hmm. about their life and about their experiences and really just keep an open mind yes. and listen with an open heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we, ha- we have to be ready to have those conversations, especially if we want to see you know, the world that we're living in make a, a tremendous shift. I mean, I, I, I think things are, are, are not the greatest now, <laughs> but we, we have to keep pushing forward and, and, and live with that, that hope, right? And then that promise that there's going to be a, a, a positive shift and a change and we have to be willing to do the work and that's part of the work. Yeah. And, you know, I always say too, you know, I know I'm not like an, like an Oprah or an Ellen DeGeneres, which <laughs> they do amazing work and I adore them too and what they spread. But when you... I'm a firm believer that if you are, whatever you're doing in your own little bubble and your own little circle, that will start to affect the rest of the world. It will get out to other people because if you're being kind and Mm. understanding and empathetic to someone just between you two, that person, I really truly believe. It's that domino effect. Yeah. I'm telling you. 
I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, that, and that's how we're, and that's also what I try to teach my students too, because some of them are, you know, they're fourth grade. So they kind of have that, like they're about to be fresh, but not. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're about to have a little attitude. Yeah, exactly. They don't know exactly where, where they want to go, but like I'll have conversations with them about some of the decisions that they're making. And they're like, well, Mrs. Smith, why does it really matter? If so, And I'm like, no, who you are and what you bring to the table, like, you know, it, your reputation matters, right? It's like, how do you want people to see you know how you're representing yourself do you want them yeah. to see you as this person or do you want them to see you as someone who is willing you know to, to lend a hand or is being kind and um, that's going to take you a lot further so it's it's hard it's definitely having those hard conversations but you know you, you take away from the academic piece but you have to have that character building piece too with with kids now because that's yeah, important absolutely and you know this is these are the small steps that we're taking to make a difference and to mm-hmm. see change and to be an example of love and acceptance. Exactly. And, I, you know, I know things have changed. This is another thing too. Like I know things have changed so much from generations, mm. but that's evolution. That's, we evolve. Like we're mm. evolving as humans. We're evolving as people. We're evolving as women. Right. And, you know, so many times I'm like, well, why isn't it better back? You know, it was better back then. Or, you know, when people get so stuck in that and I'm like, yeah. but that's not growth. Mm. You don't want to be stuck in the same place. And I hope that you and I, we can meet in another 17 years (laughs) and our experiences and our lives are going to be even filled more with love and light. Like we should be constantly in a place to grow. Absolutely. I'm 100% with you. Yeah. And if people, you know, and that's what I always, when people are always, you know, oh, well, things were better back then. No, if you Mm -hmm. know, that's, it keeps you stuck and it doesn't keep you from flourishing and nourishing. It's just, you know, and that's where we are are right now. And if I I would hope that people can see the beauty in that Mm, and the benefit in that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's this there's this thing that um, as teachers, we, we kind of go back and forth with when you when you approach a teacher who says, well, this is what I've been doing for, you know, 20 years, you kind of back away like, OK, <laughs> that's not OK. We, we might need to make a little shift. I mean, Just even, a little. E- yeah, like even if you've been doing this for this amount of time, you have to look at where you are, you know, currently and where your students are, where the world is at. And then yeah. you have to make those changes and those shifts because that's the only way that you're going to, you know, make progress. So. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I, I get it. People, people are so comfortable that, mm. you know, that's what keeps people yeah, in their the little bubbles mm-hmm. with, with everything that, that we're talking about. When I think, when I see people that are, are, you know, more closed minded and a little naive, you know, mm-hmm. they're stuck in a bubble and I send them, you know, the, and the biggest thing for me here too, I send them lots of love. Like I yeah. even try not to judge in that situation. I'm like, I send you nothing but love because if I give you that judgment and that negativity, I'm doing exactly what you're exactly. doing to me. Exactly. So I'm going to wish you nothing but love and hope that your heart can open at some mm. point. Mm-hmm. But with that, I really wish and hope that they can see that there's such a beautiful experience awaiting for them once they decide to take just that little step. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I'm going to begin speaking about it more um, on my Instagram page, but just getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, and that, that applies a lot. I mean, to me personally, kind of getting out of how I used to do things and not speaking much, but I mean, relating to what you were just saying, like when you're used to living your life a certain way from your only your perspective, you do, you get very comfortable. And then when somebody comes in that is, you know, 
the opposite of what you're thinking, then you kind of, oh my goodness, like, what, what do you do? But you have to be able to lean into that discomfort in order to grow. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the magic, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, the magic happens outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I know that from experience, there's been so many times I haven't wanted to do something. And for me, a lot of that is just in my own personal growth or traveling. And when I've decided to feel the fear and do it anyway, mm. Yeah, exactly. Life, exactly. Like there's been world. life-changing experiences. It's just Absolutely. like amazing. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's taking, the, it's taking those little steps and, you know, you know, very, you know, small areas of your life. And then you'll begin to see those changes and then you'll start to make those, those bigger leaps, which is a good thing. Yeah, exactly. And we all, I, I get it. You know, it's easy to stay in the comfort zone and it, I do suggest those baby steps to get mm-hmm. started, but do, you know, inviting anyone listening to really like first have a conversation, Mm -hmm. do something new that's kind of outside of your element, push yourself and continue to be open to what the growth can bring into your world. And I really think if you kind of give yourself that space, Mm -hmm. you'll be surprised at what can happen. Right. No, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, you are amazing. And no, it's like so it's, I think it's so crazy that we haven't I think about it and I even think about like our like high school circles. Yes. <laughs> and I always try to like be like outside of, you know, the the circle that we put right, ourselves right. in, right? Like we're just like automatically labeled into it. And right. um I'm just glad technically we weren't in the same circle, but you and right. me are connecting like Exactly. No, but I mean I mean thinking back we I mean, we had conversations in high school, and I I always remember you being the sweetest person. Like you were you were the nicest nicest person. It was so funny because I was telling my husband that I was going to be speaking with you, and he said, "I think I remember you mentioning her because you know my husband and I we met in high school." High school. Um, but he's like, "I think I remember you talking about her in high school and how nice she was." So Aww. you've 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 been the same you know that same sweet kind soul that you are right now but you're just you know evolving into even better person so I I definitely I appreciate you yeah and I appreciate you too because I for like I said there's something about you as well I can't pinpoint it when we met each other and we spoke in high school that I just I really like I really liked you like I just genuinely liked you and (laughs) it's been the whole thing about social media, while there's definitely negativity around it, right. it's so nice to see the positive uh, actions that you're taking Thank and you. your beautiful family. I Thank think you. I mean, I really enjoy watching both of your children and your and your relationship, which is Thank you. it's amazing, and I support this so much. I thank you so much for using your voice and for finding your voice yeah. and for, for really stepping outside your comfort zone and coming mm-hmm. here and talking to me today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, this is exactly it. It's like for these baby steps. Right. So I probably wouldn't have done this a couple of months ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's okay. And but I hope necessary. I've made you feel like, I know we've talked about it. I'm like, I hope I made you feel comfortable and absolutely like, it's just, I mean, when I have these conversations, my body fills up with so much excitement and love and hope. Mm-hmm. And I just think we are such an amazing example of showing different backgrounds, different mm-hmm. races, but the love and connection that I feel for you in these like 40 minutes has just been mm-hmm. so nice. Like, yes. No, I absolutely, I agree. And that's why I feel like when people listen to this, 
and, and witness this interaction, hopefully they're going to kind of step out and, and invite more of these conversations into their lives. Yeah, Cause I mean, absolutely. that's the whole thing. Take people for, for, for people, for who mm-hmm. they are as a human being. Right. And exactly. don't look at, don't look at skin color. Don't, mm-hmm. don't look at ethnicity, race, nationality, look at them for who they are and mm-hmm. really be open to hearing, hearing them and loving them and accepting right. them. Exactly. So, exactly. well, they can, so they can find you on Amazon. They can find me on Amazon. I'm lucky. And- I have a book already. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I'm on Amazon and then also on um, spithoney.com. So and what me. about your Instagram? And Instagram, I am author Andrea Smith, A-U-N-D-R-E-A Smith. Um, so I've kind of linked or merged both my Spit Honey brand and you know everything that I'm trying to do with with my book under okay. one account now it just makes it a little bit easier for me. Yeah. And then also, I mean, they 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 correlate. It's about you know finding your voice and spreading positivity and just you know making sure that you're you're living your truth and speaking your truth. You so practice what you preach. Exactly. So it's all one. Yeah. Awesome. Exactly. Well, and so yeah, go and find Andrea. Buy her book. List. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I hope you enjoyed yeah. being on here. And absolutely. I look forward to just staying connected with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. We have to. I'm going to continue to follow your movement too because yeah, it definitely it brings me joy. Spit honey. Unguarded Unguarded heart. heart. I know. I'm like, there's going to be some collaboration. I'm yeah, you, you never know. We'll be in touch. So, yeah. all right, guys, thanks for listening in. And we will catch you next time on an Unguarded Heart to Heart podcast. Bye.